Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Boxer Pod. Uh, a rainy, cold evening in England. In a dark time in our history, we are back to the Iron Ages and grafting at the coal face of that iron are our guests who we will welcome now. Please welcome to the Box Set Pod, uh, live from one mile down the road, Jamie Atherton. Hello! Live from uh, London Town, it's Matthew Wandless Chimney Sweep. What is dead may never die. And live from outside London at his farmhouse is Ben Hilton. Hello, hello. And live from You Ain't in Kansas Anymore, Yes You Are, it's Mel. Good evening, Mel. Good afternoon, all. Oh, God, Mel, you're so quiet. <laughs> pump up the volume, Mel. Turn on the suit. Practically in my mouth, you that's guys. That's it. No, that's it. When you said in my mouth, that's how loud you have to talk. Just keep it in oh your mouth. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Put it, I, w- I want to hear the inside of your sinuses on this podcast. Okay. Mel. Mel is from Chuck.TV. Matthew Wandless is a creative type. When I say creative, I mean he, uh, he wears a beard. Ben also wears a beard and does lots of things related to TV and film. And Mel, have I mentioned Mel? Mel runs Chuck dot TV. Chuck. Yeah. No, Mel runs Chuck TV dot net. Chuck TV I've got to get it wrong every time. Um, and Jamie. It has no beard. Uh, he ha- and it has <laughs> no beard, as far as we know. We're not sure. <laughs> um, so welcome to the podcast, everybody. What a uh, what a crazy week we've had in the UK. Mel must have been watching. Uh, what was it? What's it been like to watch the United Kingdom this week, Mel? Terrifying. Really? It's been like BS in, in four months. Like so. what? Like watching your neighbour have a bonfire indoors. Something like that. <laughs> and, and we've got people with, uh, you know, building, collecting wood and gathering matches over here for our election in November. And I just hope they're paying attention. I was about to say. Now you know we're going like to have an election lost. before you. I mean, this yeah. is what's so crazy. Is we've spent ye- fucking years watching your election slowly fall in on itself, and then all of a sudden, in like ten minutes, we've decided to have another one. Yeah, yeah. In the race for the bottom, we may win, Mel. <laughs> well, Can I ask? Did did um was Brexit like the lead on every news channel, or was it just like oh, and also this happened? It was the lead. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of questions about how it's going to impact the global economy. And, of course, since we are the global economy, it's all about us. Um, and and then came the cautionary tales about if you elect this person, you know, whoever we don't support, this could be us come November. Uh-huh. Right. How has um, this we, – we'll talk a little bit more about this in a bit, but – What I want to talk about tonight, and I want to also do a shout out for Tiernan's podcast, the Partly Political Broadcast. Um, If you want to hear somebody shouting at the sky about what's happened in the last week, Tiernan's the best at it. And it's very good. I've listened to it already. He does a Brexit special. So we we won't dwell on the ins and outs, mostly outs of it. But um, uh, I want to look at how it affects our, our arts and our entertainment and our TV because... I want to take you back to uh, just before the Olympics. In fact, just before the last general election in Britain, um, the BBC started to do programmes about, for example, Margaret Thatcher. Uh, It seemed to suddenly occur that there was a lot of sort of um, preparing ourselves for a potential Conservative government. Uh, Satire, I think, has been largely missing from our TV for a long time, apart from the obvious, tell me what I'm talking about. Day to day. No, more that doesn't exist anymore. The, uh, Armando Thick Inucci. of it. Thick of it. 
The thick of it. Thick of it. And, and v- so, like the, the BBC Three stuff. Yes, bits on the BBC Three, which has now been moved online. Uh, there's been lots of... Uh, and then we got the Olympics, and there was the word Great Britain and British started to be used in everything. And now, a lot like in America, I think, um, every packet of food in the supermarket has British grown written on it or British this, British that. And it's been quite a long time of this kind of the mark (laughs) What's that? I think that's my laptop. What's it doing? Turn it off. Playing an advert. Don't worry about it. What are you watching? (laughs) Jamie's just casually browsing. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Jamie's just typed the words Brexit into Google to find out what we're talking about. I've just typed typed What is the European Union? I've just been I just typed in Brexit babes into uh, into Google and uh, found a few choice clips. (laughs) Boris Johnson and Thong. Brexit babes. Excellent. It's <laughs> <laughs> the title of the podcast, unless we come up with another one. Um, anyway, my point was the the word Britain began to be used as a brand name and uh, used as a way to sell lots of things. And that coincided with quite a tough time economically. And it just seems like we've been really ramping up, certainly the newspapers, to this point now. And I wonder what television and what entertainment will be f- will will come of this because uh, people get frustrated in times like this don't they and they they let it out creatively has anyone come up with a phenomenal idea for the next satirical comedy show on tv well that, i know i just saw on my you know that horrible facebook sidebar um they've been they, they dug out a clip from yes minister um <laughs> where uh, appleby says that the the goal of uh, the uk's foreign policy is to uh, destabilize Europe. It's <laughs> just, just quite relevant. Uh, there's a really good article uh, Amanda Wianucci t- uh, uh, wrote for the New Statesman, and uh, he talks about how he's constantly asked why doesn't he bring back the thick of it, and he says that why would he in, in this age of politics? Where he actually says the political landscape so alien and awful that it's hard to match the waves of cynicism it transmits on its own. So there's no there's no need to parody something that's already a parody of itself in in a way. God, there's and... such a need though. I wish he wouldn't sit back <laughs> and and write <laughs> that off. Because I mean, um, I saw today the BBC News article which said it was comparing the promises of the exit campaign with the truths now with what they've said since. And it's kind of we will give all the money to the NHS, and they immediately said, "No, we won't." Um, this will stop immigration, which was the big reason. Essentially, the vote was founded in racism, in my opinion. And uh, now they say, no, actually, won't cap it that much. Um, it's like almost every one of their main promises. And if if you can say one good thing about last week, it was that finally people who don't vote got up and went and voted. And that in a democracy, I believe, is a good thing. What this will do, if they all realise that they were just lied to, imagine, I mean, before they said all politicians are liars, well, they, I mean, now it's, it, it's just going to completely destroy all that. And people are going to need to watch good things on the TV as a result. So thank God for the one thing saving the world, which is this podcast. Yeah, I do Thank find God. myself when, when we're going through when we're when all these things I'm watching all these things on the news. I do find myself already imagining Charlie Brooker's news wipe oh. for next year, <laughs> and seeing yeah. exactly what he's going to take out of it all, and imagining where he's going to go with it because you can't help but see the funny in it all and the tragic funny of it all. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, I mean there was a real period after it happened. I think those the first day afterwards where we all just wanted to emigrate. And um, and then I thought today, you know, I pulled up at a roundabout. I was driving around a park today, and I saw all the cars going around the park. <laughs> <laughs> and just thought, stop instantly jumping to paedophile jokes. I was just driving around a park. And, and I instantly thought, of all these cars driving around this park, actually, pretty much half of them b- agree with me, and half of them don't agree with me. And... There's some hope in that. Is there? And did you flash your headlights and find out who did? I held the bag of sweets out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> said, who wants to join my camp? Um, 
Yeah, but uh, Mel, um, you, seriously though, you you've got Donald Trump, and surely that is even even more rotten. I think the people here will realise sooner that this was a huge mistake than when they elect Donald Trump, which they will, won't they? I please yeah. God no. But I, I have to say, and I think I, I mentioned this in a previous conversation that the rest of the world was not privy to, so I shall repeat myself, Yeah, that his poll numbers are tanking. He's not able to pivot into the the, the more middle-of-the-road uh, rhetoric that he needs to unify the Republican Party. It's not happening. Right. And there are now... You know, there are now prominent Republican leaders who are saying we can't vote for him. Um, Barbara Bush, who's very well respected, you know, wife and mother, respectively, uh, separate presidents. Yeah. Just to make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, has said that she is she can't vote for Trump and she can't imagine why any woman would. Wow. So, I mean, you have these. And and um, when a bush I think it was Reagan's son who came out and said, "Yeah, exactly." <laughs> when a bush can't even vote for him. Well, I mean, in fairness, wrong, so. when she when she was at Jeb Bush's campaign, she couldn't even summon any enthusiasm to endorse her own son. <laughs> so uh... she, the Republican Party is so far beyond where it was when she was an active member. Right. That she, I mean, you can just see on her face she cannot believe this is what it's come to. And was that and, when you were an active member as well, Mel? Uh, you know, I've never been really an active member because I came of age as it was falling apart. Right. I mean, I was I was able to vote, but I wasn't really paying much attention. Yeah. And then once I was starting to pay attention, that was after September 11th and the rhetoric, I just couldn't get behind it. Wow. Um, I think that the, the difficult thing for us, Mel, is that, um, you, you know, you've got a, an, an idiot uh, there who's uh, campaigning to be president, and 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 then you've got an opposition who's not very well liked, but you know at least she's sort of statesmanlike and or stateswomanlike, and um, uh, and and we don't have an opposition. It's just falling apart in front of our eyes. In fact, only an hour ago, uh, the opposition leader lost uh, his no confidence vote vote by about I think it's one hundred and seventy to forty, um, and still won't resign. So we don't even know if we'll have an opposition party oh, by the end of the week. So we, we don't I love even, that he I love that he won't step down. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, he's just the most he is the most stubborn man in the world. Um, They're going to have to cart him out, yeah, aren't so, they? So we have no. It's not le- like we have. Oh well, you know, at least there's an opposition party that we could vote for and try and figure something out. Like the whole everything's crumbling in front of our eyes. It's crazy. It's so such a weird thing Let's... to know that the prime minister's quitting. And the leader of the opposition is yeah. useless. That you really are kind and, of. And the the manager of the England football team was quit at the same time. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. oh, wow! Right to the heart. It really is like a, a parental country uh, nightmare, isn't it? I think. Could we have? You guys... uh, could you could you send Obama or yeah. Bernie Sanders? <laughs> could we have them on loan? For I, a, a you know what they're. They're not allowed to do anything good over here, so perhaps... Can yeah. we have John Oliver back for a while as well? Can we... Just for a bit. No, Just no, a... We, yeah. we need him. We need him. Hey, you know John Oliver's... You know, John Oliver's take, you know he did a takedown of the whole Brexit thing in, in last week. Yeah. That yes. wasn't even allowed to be broadcast in Britain. What? We, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... What? Because really? Of the, because, yeah, because of the, the, the political laws um, about, uh, about uh, campaigning... Uh, for a specific uh, side okay. prior to a referendum, right. is that he wasn't allowed to be broadcast after the referendum. And also, like as you say about satire, um, the, there is a law that means that no um, footage of Parliament or any parliamentary proceedings in Westminster can be used in a satirical show. Um, oh, yes, it's right. it's against it's against the law to actually use any footage whatsoever in a comedy context, which is why. What about have I know, got news for you? They don't. They don't use it. If you look, if you watch it carefully, um, you'll see really? they don't use any parliamentary proceedings. Yeah, they, it's against the okay. law. Okay. Um, but you can recreate it, right? Like you can fictionalize it. 
yes, you could. You could, could have. We could have a, 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 we, we've got a, a rich history of uh, cartoon illustrators. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is the this is the frustrating thing that Jamie and I found a lot when we were on the the proper the real radio was um, you, when you came to an election period, you know, an email would go around saying, under no circumstances discuss the election. The only thing you can say is, I mean, you could do stuff if it was very carefully balanced, and the BBC is even more obsessive about that. So in our traditional media in terms of broadcasting, you will never, ever be given a view that isn't immediately, if you like, cancelled out because it's got to be balanced which sounds like a great democratic theory but it means that uh, really Hitler would be given equal footing with somebody saying you know a dickhead can be given equal footing as everybody else meanwhile the newspapers fall under the free press and the newspapers in this country are uh, largely one-sided right-wing papers who Really, they're the only ones telling the public, um, a, you know, inflated, exaggerated bullshit that that will win votes, and it has a huge effect. And to think that if anybody thinks that that all the newspapers do is follow opinion, it's nonsense. It does follow opinion, but it it, it emboldens opinion and and whips it up. Um, so yeah, so it's a great injustice, I think that. The broadcasters, particularly in commercial broadcasting, where a lot of the can the people who voted exit will will be listening, don't find ways of being able to properly explore issues because it, it doesn't make commercial sense to them. And they can just See, play on the music. Website, over here, Trump's campaign he's received more than two billion dollars three million three billion I think was the last number I saw in free media because we don't have laws like that. Well, yeah, he's not. He's not got an advert. He's not spent any money on adverts or anything, has he? Good God! I mean, he's paying himself back and his family for things, but he's barely had to spend any money. He well, spent two hundred thousand dollars on those stupid "Make America Great Again" hats. It's, a, it's <laughs> but, but you know, fucking clever though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, it's capitalism, the, yay! It's the Kanye West um, the PR method. You notice Kanye West exactly. every so often has this phenomenal says something or does something phenomenally stupid, and it's always within a week of him releasing a new album, and he gets more coverage than he could ever get if he actually tried to promote something with. with see, money. at least Kanye is an artistic genius. Trump is just a waste of space. Well, is he? Um, was Hitler Can you say what? A waste, an artistic genius, Matt. Have you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you listened to... Um, uh, I was trying to quote a Kanye West just... album then. What's the one with school spirit on? Dropout? Good? Never mind, forget it. Point is, Matthew gets some taste. Mel I haven't listened really to right. it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm fully uh, prepared to acknowledge that. Uh, he's, um, he's not everyone's taste, but he is. Uh, I, I, he's not. I'm not a particular fan of his, but I recognize that he has skill. Oh, whereas yeah. Trump's skill is bullshitting everybody and yeah. getting and bullying and getting what he wants and you know screw everybody else. So. But Trump is um, Trump is doing the exact same thing thing that they did over here, and it's the exact same thing that Hitler did in the thirties. Yes, which exactly. Is say, Take back control, and the the political parties over here. My dad, who studied politics at Oxford, said to me a week before this referendum, uh, he said, "Yeah, the the political classes are going to get an absolute kicking based on immigration because they haven't managed to control the issue." And um, all people have to do is say, take back control, and it'll chime with everyone. It's a very attractive message after the last 10 years of, of trouble in Britain to say, take back control. Um, always wins. It always works. And that's every single speech Trump does, every single speech someone does on behalf of Trump, they just say the words, mm -hmm. take back control, make America great again. And that's it. That's all you have to do, which is why I think even with Barbara Bush opposing, I fear <laughs> for the future of the universe. Let's I don't want Canada. I don't want to assume that 
intelligence will win. Mm. Mm. But I am seeing glimmers of hope that where, you know, a month ago I was getting pretty scared and yeah. looking at immigrating to, ironically, to the UK. So so I want to do that, something now to change the mood of this podcast. Let's move back yes, to entertainment. Jack Boardman, our work experience boy, is sitting in a field that he claims is where the Battle of the Bastards from Game of Thrones was filmed. He's drinking Guinness and he's camping in what can only be described as a a November-like evening in the north. So, shall we try and get Jack patched in? This could go in any direction. Let's see. Let's hope he's drunk. I think he will be, and I think he'll be trying to pretend that he's not. Um, Like me, most days. Like Ben, most days. Ben doesn't even know when he's drunk. Um, Also, I want to bring up the subject of what do you watch when you are miserable? What is the thing that can take you away from this world of shit? Uh, Let's discuss that while we try and get Jack on because he's not. So um, let's let's begin with Mel. Mel, what is your go-to when the world has got too real and adult? What, What do you go for? I love to put in my DVDs from the Vicar of, Div- of Dibley. Yes, <laughs> you know it's got that that lovely sense of community, and yet it is outrageously funny and ridiculous. Especially the further you go into the series. If you were to and visit, I will howl. I'll just howl with laughter. Ah, I thought you were saying my name then. If you were to come to Britain. Um, would you, how much of it would you expect to look like the town in Di- uh, Dibley? Um, gosh, I don't know. Isn't that in, is, wasn't it filmed in Ireland? No. <laughs> it looks more like what I think Ireland looks like, honestly. That's probably true. Actually, it probably is a bit more like Ireland, but a lot of the south, certainly where Ben lives, I imagine. It basically looks yeah. like my village. I don't think that question gave Mel an awful lot of credit. <laughs> Why? She, well, her answer was, I think it looks like Ireland. So, you know. yeah, that's pretty much right. <laughs> Did anyone country, see um... Twee Country? There you go, yeah. man. Twee Countryside. Yeah. What do you yeah. do? You have a local vicar in your town, Ben? There's four buildings in my village. There's a, um, <laughs> a post office. There's a post office, a pub, a ben shop, owns and a three church. of them. Um, and um, and yes, I know I know Nick, the local vicar, and his three children, one of whom is the same age as my daughter, um, and and his wife, and they all go to the same playgroup that we go to on a Wednesday. I thought you lived on a barge, church. Ben. No, that oh was that was God. about five years ago, Jamie. Keep up, Jamie. Oh. Keep up. And Ben, is Nick a cool vicar? Oh, his vicar's go. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Did anyone watch Rev? I, Think you're oh, yes, Rev's I amazing. Love Rev. Yeah, it's brilliant. That was a good it? show. Did you watch Rev? It's not. It's not a take me away from the world, make me feel better kind of show, but I do. No. really love it. That now that was shot. That was shot all around Hackney, which is where I lived before I moved here. I would say that's a pretty good um, depiction of Hackney, actually. It is. It's excellent. <laughs> I think so. Because it is Hackney. Yeah. What about you, Matt? What about Matt? What about the complex creative mind? Matt, who doesn't like anything. Matt, who doesn't like anything. What What warms your cold heart? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I want to know what what is... It's like an Alan Partridge (laughs) phone-in. The walking dead. Bits of people falling off of bodies. (laughs) I actually, I, I really like to watch a bit of Star Trek: The Next Generation if I'm in, there we go. Yeah. in the doldrums. Yeah. Really? Um, Good yeah. Why? The, 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 the other day, um, on, on Saturday, I had most of the afternoon by myself, which is a rare thing for me on a weekend. Mm. And I, I turned on the TV at one, and I, um, I was just flicking through the guide and sci-fi channel Star Trek: The Next Generation. I was like, yes, and it was the first episode of the two-part episode, Chain of Command. Uh, and I was just like, oh, this couldn't get any better. <laughs> Ch- uh, Chain of Command, by the way, I, I don't know if there are any Star Trek fans on the podcast, but you, it's the one no. w- w- It's you. the one which spawned the classic line, there are four lights. And, uh, yeah. Classic <laughs> line. It's a good one. It's a good one. Classic. 
No, that that is an uh, excellent two-parter. It really is. It really is, yeah. Star Trek, um, I thought when I was a kid, was cool because of the dude with the glasses that made him see and baldy John Luke Picard. But um, yep. I never got into it properly uh, until recently I started watching the films on Netflix and I just love them. And I realised that, you know, science fiction is about bigger ideals and philosophy. Hang on, which films? Uh, the recent ones. No, and, they're garbage. The no, all of them. All of them. All of the films. All right, but the uh, new ones are, to, not, a, to a letter, terrible. What? what? Yeah, they're not good. They're, why? What's wrong with them? They're just awful. Why? Because, well, A, they've they've completely uh, shat all over their source material. <laughs> and B, B they just, they, they've taken everything about the Star Trek universe and just, uh, and just thrown it away. It's all about people fighting and uh, and and destroying things now and it's supposed to be about fucking discovery um, they're trying to make it you know a marvel superhero universe and that's never been what star trek was yes you're exactly right mel well i enjoy them i think that they're great well you're wrong of course you, of course you do hi how you're their demographic you need to go with hi well hi well i don't know how you, i don't know how to say your stupid name uh, um, <laughs> what about you jamie what's your uh well, I in times of desperation like we're going through, it's got to be spaced. I absolutely I was, love space. I nearly said spaced I, as well. And I can watch it again and again. And even though I know every single line, I still laugh my face off at every single line. And it's just, it's, it's just. I love that little world. I love every single character in it. It's only like what's the twelve episodes, two series, but yeah. they're just the perfection, absolute perfection. Yeah. I agree. If there if there is a perfect series out there, I'd say that is about as close as you get. Wow. Yeah. Well, it certainly tries very hard to be perfect, doesn't it? It's it's Edgar Wright's production values are through the roof, but I'm not sure if it's uh, is it a world. Are they on that show? Oh yeah, for its time. Oof. Unbelievable. Attention to detail, mm. the number of, you know, nods to other things. The, it, that doesn't mean it's got high production value just because it references other things. Ben, tell him. <laughs> it's got high production values, doesn't it? No, I wouldn't say it's got high production values. I'd say that it's um, it's got style which is unashamed of its low production values. Okay, all right. It's got high stylistic <laughs> values. That's what I meant. It's got a lot like, of... Stuff. It's got a high integrity and innovation, but yeah, yeah. L- low sort of production values. It's not glossy. It's not. It's not expensive. Yeah. It's sort of. It's yeah. cheap, but it's clever with it. Um, See, I was the, tell you what. I tell you what. The where the high production values are in space is the fucking soundtrack. The soundtrack mm. to space is incredible. Mm. It yeah, is excellent, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, Ben. It's your turn. What's what? Are, what's your go-to comfort blanket? Um, well, this week, because I've been miserable, um, Orange is the New Black um, started, the new series dropped. Um, and I got 10 minutes into the first episode and thought, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. It's too serious. We need it's to all too serious. We need to discuss and, um, and And then I tried to watch some other stuff and it was like, oh, no. This, I've been watching The Americans and and that's sort of cool. I really like that, but... Uh, Brilliant. Too serious. So... Um, so what I've done, and those are both series that I absolutely love. But so what I've done is I I started watching the Royal Family from scratch, um, from the very first episode. Um, in uh, that's uh, it's what eighteen years old now, um, and it's all on Netflix. And I started with episode one, and I'm going to watch the whole thing, and then I'm going to watch Early Doors after that. And yeah. it is, oh, Early Doors is brilliant as well. Yes, have you watched that before? It is. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I have. It's yeah, amazing. So good. Underrated, I think. Mel, have you Vastly. watched um, The Royal Family? Do you know what we're talking about? I've not. I'm actually looking it up right now so that I can sound semi intelligent about it. See if, it's done so, it's, see if it's on your um, Netflix. Do you have Netflix? See if it's on. It's, it's so Netflix. old. It's it's in square. It's not in widescreen. It's in, it's in wire. It's so old. It's like not even twenty years old yet. Calm it's down. nearly twenty years old. It's eighteen years old. Yeah, but why? But does, it, it's like so the benchmark world, of British comedy. For the why last does 20 that years. world give you comfort? This is uh, yeah. Why? Does because it... it's it's a sort of safe 
home comfort. Like the arguments aren't about the the national economy and the state of the nation and and bigotry and where we're going. They're about like you know like little domestic niggles and arguments between people and it, in, at the same time sort of touching on people's prejudices but not in a way that's it's acknowledging it but not you know deep-rooted discussion about it it's not like watching Horace and Pete where you've got to sort of go through a entire search of your soul uh, <laughs> in order to get in order to get it challenges you to fucking like go deep into yourself it's just it's lighter than that but touches on still keeps you connected with reality it's like serious reality hmm um, there's something I urge you all to find. I think I've said this on the podcast before. Jamie's heard me say a lot. When something terrible happened in our life a few years ago, probably about eight years ago, nine years ago. We lost somebody that we know, and it was horrific. It was horrible. And um, all of us sort of came together, and we we found it very difficult to watch a lot of things on TV. And I think the two things that we just watched constantly was uh, South Park and... Um, a program called Voyages of Discovery. And if you can dig it out, perhaps illegally, I'm not sure, um, it's, it was a BBC Four documentary series starring our now friend Paul Rose, who's a real-life adventurer. And he was just telling the story of different voyages of discovery that changed the world, like Magellan tra- travelling to wherever he went across the... I think he's the one that went... Around the Cape, wasn't it? I think. Anyway, different, very fair. Captain Cook and things like that. Big famous voyages. And it is so good to be taken uh, on that journey and just out of that world. Likewise, South Park is something that is such a great... Um, like You know, I was saying before, we haven't got a leader at the moment. I almost feel like going, show me a hero. Where's our heroes? We haven't got any heroes. South Park, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, they are the closest thing to heroes that I could think of because it's almost like every issue that they take on, they manage to get every perspective and give a resounding definitive fuck you to the common sense of it all, you know. Um, so I recommend those two things. They have, they have done just some of the most iconic stuff in the last 15 years, haven't they? Yeah, so so much of what they America do is, is quotable. and Oh, Team America, exactly. That's what I'm talking my about. my top three favourite films, I think. I, I just think it's such an achievement, satirically, in terms of puppetry. Um, you know, it's, it, it was... Even now you watch it and you go, no one was making a summary of the Bush years, um, you know, of all of that war on terrorism thing, as well as that at the time. Nobody saw it that clearly at the time. And they do. I, just, I feel mm-hmm. I, like, I, I love South Park, but sorry, I, I feel like it's a little too harsh mm. for times of, you know, when you need something to like a something comforting, mm. like a cup of hot chocolate. South Park doesn't fit that kind of world for me. It has to be something like Royal Family is good because it's like you're in the bosom of this little family sat on a settee with them for a half an hour. I can see how that would actually help. But yeah, I think but South I Park most of feels a little bit too. Most of them would have voted exit, though. That was what would bother me, but I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, but the, that's the thing, though, is that I think that that's the point, is that, you know, some uh, of them would and some of them wouldn't, but it would be the it, it, it'd be the, the, the discussion and the sort of... Yeah. I don't know. No, it's like no, it, no, I think you It wouldn't have got something. as dark as all this has got dark. I, I think the, weird, the, the worst thing about Brexit... The bit that none of us can get over is that it's um, it's caused us all to have conversations, or people have revealed themselves, mm. friends and or family or people that you're close to. People have revealed themselves to be sort of fundamentally very different. Yeah, it's the, it's the enemy next like, door, isn't it? That's like it's like a like a sort of civil war kind of thing. Like that now it's all over. I can't unthink that. I've been, and I'm judgmental, and they know I'm being judgmental, and I know they're being bigoted, hmm. and and I I'm, I just with, nobody can go back to it being sort of normal. But you found, <laughs> but you've stumbled across the the answer there as well, which is that actually racism is a confusion, 
it is ignorance as in not being educated it's fear it's all things that we are all guilty of at certain points even if they don't manifest themselves in racism and when you meet these people if you were to sit in their living room while they're watching tv as in the royal family you would realize that actually people 99 percent of people are kind-hearted they've just been guided in the right i think direction. that's the royal family's got a big heart that's mm. the thing it's got it's a show where everyone it's like a it's like a room full of love mm. regardless of what everybody everyone bickers the whole way through everyone's arguing but it, they're, they're in that room together by choice mm. and 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 it, it's that that's what i'm that's what i'm searching for in yeah. a tv show this week well i've i've been um i'm still on my west wing binge I've now gone round the entire seven series and caught up with where I started, and I'm continuing. Surely now, though, you just must watch that going, oh, it's never going to happen. Oh, shit. Yeah. This used to be like a dream show, and now it's like, uh, what, could, what you could have won. It's just, I, it never occurred to me when I watched it the first three times quite how much <laughs> Sorkin got the, the, you know, the formula is real exploration of realistic arguments uh, topped off by wish fulfillment and that's, yeah. that's my favorite thing <laughs> yeah yeah that is isn't it it's a very it's a it's a great formula when you realize that that's what he does oh it's brilliant it's like i do find his um his stuff very comforting in times of need actually i'll offer like yesterday when i was more hungover than i have been for several years uh, uh, I, 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 I i put moneyball on um, but not not least because we were talking about it on Sunday, but also it's just like it could have been a few good men, it could have been the Social Network, it could have been the West Wing, could have been well, no, it wouldn't have been uh, news Hello? newsroom. But uh, look, who's I, uh... sorry, Matt, but you've just been trumped by the bastard in the field. Jack has just popped up. <laughs> Jack, I want you to build a picture for us, like a roving reporter. What can you see? What's happening? Uh, is there are anybody dying right now? Right, okay. Uh, I'm stood next to a river, and there's some ducks going past in that. Uh, big black clouds above me. It's about to absolutely piss it down. I can just see a tiny bit of sun just in the horizon. Is anyone else imagining well, this on Five like, Live? I, I'm, imagine, no, I'm imagining this as a, a David Attenborough documentary, but with with Jack doing the commentary over the top. <laughs> Give us more, Jack. <laughs> Give us more. We've got the ducks. We've got the fact it's going to piss down. What else can you see? Okay. Uh, and where are you? What's, what's the relevance of where you are, Jack? Oh, right. <laughs> Uh, it was mine and my girlfriend's anniversary yesterday, so we've come to a field to camp out for a night as a as a nice surprise. But I didn't know about it, so I'm dressed in like nice clothing, and I've uh, turned up to a field full of shit, basically. <laughs> so what? Uh, what? <laughs> who organised this? Uh, not me, just my girlfriend. Yeah, well, what did you organise? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I actually... You I deserve your meal. field full of shit, don't you? <laughs> I organised a meal for last night, but then I realised that the restaurant that I booked it for isn't open on Mondays. <laughs> That's not organised. That's not organised at all. <laughs> that was trying my best as well. So, so your girlfriend kept it secret that you'd be going to a field? Well, yeah, it's meant to be, you know, a sort of adventurous uh, spur of the moment kind of thing. And is she dressed properly? Has she got wellies? Well, yeah, I'm not like we've got the full gear. We've got the uh, disposable barbecues, all the sort of stuff to go on it. Every, well, apart from chairs, that's the only thing that we're lacking. Important question: Have you got a car? Because you're going to need it the next three to four hours. <laughs> yeah, we have got a car. And it's meant to absolutely throw it down between one and two a.m. <laughs> um, is it true that you're somewhere near the Battle of the Bastards, or did you just make that up? Oh no, I just made that up. Oh, I see. But I, yeah. I could be. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was clear to everyone else who read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody knows. Everyone thought that. Oh no, Howell's just misread that message. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, so it's just you two in a field, yeah? Just us, and there's a few cows in the distance. Jackie, you allowed to be in this field? Does it belong to someone? <laughs> well, see, that's. I'm expecting the sort of. Boom of a shotgun at about 11 o'clock at night and a farmer <laughs> come past on a quad bike. <laughs> you're not, you're just... a whole with, they're going to have a whole with now and I sort of... Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> have you come on holiday by mistake? Have you literally just found a field <laughs> and gone in it? Well, apparently it's meant to be a bit of a thing that people come here and camp out. I mean, uh, it's probably a dogging spot or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 there's literally th- there's no one else camping. It's just you two. Just us two, yeah. Just, I'll send you a picture later. You'll be surprised. It's because I imagine anyone who wasn't constrained by it being their anniversary on this very day has looked at the field and gone, I think we'll choose another night. Yeah, yeah. Where's the When it's not going to chuck down. Uh, it's just like the shittest Glastonbury ever. <laughs> just, I can't believe there's just two of you in this field. Yeah, uh, how close to the water are you? If it rains very heavily, are you going to be in trouble? Uh, if it rains very, very heavily, we're getting washed away. Okay. Basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jack, um, has anyone got any further questions for Jack? Um, I want to know what his comfort TV is. Oh, yeah, Jack. What is comfort telly? Yeah. You know, actually, Jack's a young person. Jack, what is your um, sentence on the Brexit and what have you been watching on TV as a result, which way did you vote, Jack? And what have you been uh, I voted TV? to stay in. Good boy. Yeah. Um, I, brutally, I think anybody over the age of about 65, point blank, shouldn't have been allowed to vote. <laughs> um, because be it's my generation and, and the generation before and after mine that have to sort of live with that. But um, I'd be very surprised if this is the end of the UK and the EU's relationship. Mm. Um well, but, that, was, that was very serious from a man in a field with just a little... Well, yeah. <laughs> um, Jack, what have you been watching on TV? What is it, what's your comfort blanket? If you're having a bad day, Jack, you're really doubting whether young people doubt your sexuality, your facial hair. <laughs> um, what do you put on? Either House of Cards or Dexter. Oh, Dexter's a great shout. Yeah, purely Ooh. because I just love the power struggles in them and the, the sort of... Uh, how much you love and hate the characters at the same time, how bad they are, but then how good they are at the same time. Can I tell you that I think that you, you're right to watch them, but you're wrong about your reasoning? Let me tell you why you actually watch those when you're in this <laughs> mood. On, in my opinion, it's because in both of those cases, you've got a different kind of wish fulfillment than we've been talking about. You've got Dexter can wander around in secret and kill all the people that he doesn't fucking like like the Brexiters. And Kevin Spacey in House of Cards is be- similarly is going around secretly being duplicitous and changing the world by being a vigilante. They're kind of superheroes, but evil ones. Yeah. And Oh, yeah. I would love to see Dexter saran wrap Nigel Farage's oh. corpse. <laughs> I... <laughs> I I really was watching Nigel Farage on TV today and I really thought is and same with Trump but I really thought with all this turmoil that Ben's feeling what's going to stop Ben or someone like him leave the house and try and assassinate a politician well, like, but that's what happened this week with Trump oh a yeah British the guy in guy. Vegas yeah a, Brit- a British, British guy, guy went, went to Vegas and he'd spent a year planning to kill him um I will just mention my website, trustedvegas.com. Which has been frequented. Which is what he really should have looked at. by attempted murderers. That is the way to do Vegas, not the way that that guy did, if you are thinking of going. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, That was amazing. I've never heard such... Fantastic product placement. Thank before. you. Well thank done. you. Um, well, Jack, have a have a good evening. Thank happy you very much. I'll let you know how it goes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, happy anniversary. Actually, can we speak to your girlfriend for a moment? And ask oh, her God. You... <laughs> uh, no. no. Nicely played. We're Nicely not. played. Yeah, well That's <clears> throat> exactly throat> what I would have done. <laughs> Jack, we're losing you, so we'll say goodbye. All right, okay then. Right, I'll let you know how we get on, and if I don't get flooded out, I'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Take care. All right then. See you later. And the phrase flooded out in the north is the same as sex in the south. So, uh, no one found that funny. 
Um, I think that'll do for this evening, for today. Thank you for joining us. I think we've licked our wounds enough, and next week we'll get back onto the business of talking pods. And next week, I think Tin and Dewey-Eb. Am I right? Mm, Yeah, Yeah. iZombie. iZombie. Now, where can I watch iZombie? We need to watch it. It's on Netflix, I believe. It's on Netflix. Really? I've never even heard of it. Okay, cool. Matt, are you going to join us and watch the first episode? I would hope so. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I'm going to try. Excellent. It's, um, yeah. Excellent, Mel. Well, it's even on Netflix. Even though it's zombies. Yeah, even though it's zombies, I, uh, will, I'll give it a go. So, iZombie next week. Some of us are going to watch the first episode, and then we're going to say what we think of it. And uh, you can watch the first one as well, if you like. You've got a week to watch it. Au revoir. Arriva Dirci. I can't use these languages anymore, can I? See you, no, fuckers. you literally have no right. <laughs> no, you'll be taken down by the EU Commission. Stick your bratwurst up your ass, and see you next week. Uh, oh, but and by the way, quick shout out to the end of Game of Thrones this week. That was amazing. Oh, I can't believe I can't believe we've got a box set podcast mention the season finale of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> Jamie, quick rundown of how you feel about the end of Game of Thrones and why. Fantastic. Why Sorry, is... I just just very briefly. Oh, gosh, I did. Not a, finished. I did. A, I did a chart this week, oh. which I've not read because basically one to ten is Game of Thrones. Wow. <laughs> oh, deservedly. There's just nothing else that comes close. So ben, ben, I'm going to hand you over to Jamie now, who's just going to ask you a couple of quick questions. Sorry, this isn't the end of the podcast. We've got two things to deal with. Jamie, just talk to Ben. Ben is still not carrying on with Game of Thrones. I won't, I won't, I won't um, grill you, Ben. I'll just say that <coughs> if you stick with it, you'll get to a season called season six, and <laughs> season me. six is the not. best, some of the best television ever. Epic movie quality, brilliant drama. Every single episode, including one episode, episode nine, you'll get to that one. That is stunning in every single way, and I, I, it's, it's just been magnificent television. It's worth the journey. I would like to add, Ben. Can I ask, do I have to go on the whole journey? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do because season six is the payoff. Yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, it's, I see. It's is such... it the, but is it the payoff because they've season six is the one that that little Hobbit man hasn't written. Yeah, he well, he's, he's been part of the process, so okay, you know he's okay there. But yeah, it's, I like his, I like his emails. He's he's sort of honest. Isn't yeah, he? it's definitely like you've been made to eat rivita for a while, and then suddenly you're offered a steak. And it's uh, I would say Ben, I'm now going to say something really controversial, but that episode last week and most of this series, but definitely that episode last week, beats any episode of the West Wing. Or Chuck. Whoa! Now that is a that is a. Let's think about who's saying this right now. This is a bold, bold it's... statement from this man, Mel. True, true story. True story. I've not watched West Wing, but you know how I feel about Chuck. True story. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yes, I do. And it's, this is I mean, a this is a. So what you, what you're saying is, especially like considering I, I work in th- this sort of field and oh, and yeah. I enjoy the old box sets, is that. I cannot miss this episode. No, no, this episode no. is an unmissable piece of culture. That's right. But, <laughs> yes. But if you went to it without the rest, it really it wouldn't, work. wouldn't feel the same. <laughs> no, right. no. It really wouldn't. I am not going to stand for that. Okay. Oh! <laughs> I'm, I might have to start watching Game of Thrones again just so I can refute yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey exactly. Hey. <laughs> what did what did Andy Dufresne have to do to get out of that awful prison? He had to crawl, crawl through, through five thousand yards of shit, smelling foulness that I can't even imagine. even imagine. That's right. Oh, well done, Al, for the actual quote there. Well done. <laughs> nice. but, but you know what? It's not it's not even like that's unfair on the other series. There are great episodes before that, but the the last <laughs> series is just it's oh it's a masterpiece. God. it's so good. And Mel, it is the biggest travesty ever that you've not watched the West Wing. <laughs> it's just so true. That is a disaster, yeah. Mel, actually. That really is. Um, also, we've had both Ben and Matt here, and they haven't uh, had a chance to refute our podcast on transparency, so maybe a sentence each. 
I've already had my 30 yeah, seconds yeah, last Matt, week. Matt, Matt Matt did. Did. What I'll say is this, is that um, uh, you, you've got to... Firstly, the second series, uh, or the second season, is, 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 is really exceptional. Like it, it, it sort of throws back to 30s Berlin and tells a, long, a story along the pathway of the whole series that's really, really good and ties together into like a great season finale. So you get it, the sense of like storytelling across the whole season is, is brilliant. And the second season, I think they really get into their, the patter as well of, like, of, of the journey that all the different characters are going on. Oh, your main point really about everybody being unlikable, I completely take, but here's the thing. Um, this exists on Amazon Prime and shows like this can start to exist now um, that have a little bit more brain to them and are a bit more exploratory. Mm. Um, more of where, a no- novel. A bit more of a novel. More of a novel. where, And it is where filmmakers can take um, a situation and sort of explore it in a longer, longer form without having to give you a commercial hit without having to sort of hit you with a thing every week that makes you watch or you know we got into a thing you know with lost being the definitive moment of that where you had to have a hit before every ad break every 13 minutes there had to be there had to be a cliffhanger and that defined storytelling for like the last 10 years starting with 24 um and through to stuff stuff like lost and prison break and things like that this what amazon prime and Netflix is a- allowing people to do, like for, for good or bad, because it's a very short-term thing, is that they can identify a demographic and then apply, you know, apply an amount of money to that demographic and then f- fund things that are able to be a bit more experimental and operate in a, in a, in a, in a place that isn't as ruthless and as cutthroat as broadcast or network television. And so Transparent is, is more like a novel. And also, I think by dismissing it in its first few episodes, it, you're sort of, that's very like network and broadcast. Like it's, oh, it's not working, it's not working, move on, move on, move on. Because there are a lot of things in the world to watch. Mm. Um, so we're not allowing the time for things to you know, to, to develop. And, uh, and, and I think that's, that's sort of crucial, really. And with Transparent, it's, it, it is, it's not to everyone's taste, um, but it discusses and talks about a lot of things that perhaps are relevant to a lot of people. And, you know, and, and it, acts, it accesses communities that you don't get to see realistically represented on mainstream television. Um, and discusses topics that, and like especially how explicit it gets in terms of sexuality and and you know desire within people of all ages and you know um, all sexualities that it can do that in an explicit and as raw way as 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 other mediums won't won't allow. And if you were to have that in a film, it would be dismissed as quick and gratuitous whereas here it because it's in a long form thing you get to you know watch it and appreciate the emotion and the the character thought behind it and it is so you know so it's good then yeah excellently put ben excellently (laughs) put that is far better than i did last week (laughs) (laughs) with his half-assed phone signal Yes, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, and 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 sorry that I know we we said we were going to end it, but what you're saying about um, Amazon and Netflix is, I think, is really important. And I wish, for example, that um, the two networks had existed in the sort of state that they are now, when for, they were going to make the Harry Potter movies, for example, mm. because like I really liked the Harry Potter books. I, 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 my brother was reading them when they were coming out and stuff. And so I read them and, and things like that. And I, and I really hate what happened to them in the, in the films. Um, 
and I think this this kind of the TV now is it is the form that it has the potential to be to a certain extent. It's it's, it's coming into that, and I think um, wouldn't it be great if just... they made Harry Potter the TV series? That'd be brilliant. Please, if they, could, <laughs> if they could redo it. If they could do it properly. And I think the first two. Well, films I mean, were the... a bit weak, but I enjoyed the rest, Matt. I enjoyed the. Rest. The key thing about these two about, Net, about <laughs> Netflix and Amazon Prime is that that they have what other. Uh, broadcasters don't have which is data now amazon has a lot less data but Net- netflix has got 12 13 years of audience data to that they can draw on mm. and that's person to person like no other network has even hbo doesn't have that but ben, kind of they never get it right when it says suggestions for you i am never <laughs> never attracted by the suggestions that is that that's because you and your wife share the same account and me and my two year old daughter me and my two-year-old daughter share the same account, and so I don't want to watch Paw Patrol. I don't, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Is that a Nigel Farage program? Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mel, um, two questions. Number one, what do you think of Matt saying that the Harry Potter films are dreadful? Um, as I sit here wearing my platform three and quarters, nine and three quarters shirt, uh, with Matt, my phone. Yeah. Yes, the ringtone on my phone is the theme from the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, um, that's the only good thing. Uh, I, I, I quite, I quite enjoy the movies for what they are. I think there were a lot of missed opportunities, and the books I will watch or read over and over and over, and the movies I'm watching with my nieces right now because they want to see them, not necessarily because I need to. I haven't yet. read the books, and I'm sure if I'd read the books, I'd feel the same way, but I love oh. the films. I love the later films, anyway. The great thing about the films is that they start off crap, and then they get better. Steadily and worse. Did you? I mean, it's... And then, and then, so that's great, because in, in then... A way they, in a way they do. They just they leave out so much of the nuance that... Um, Joe put in the books, and yeah. they. But how do you? How you really can't? Special. You know, how do you do that? Like how you've got the? You know, God, the, I, the last book they split that over two, three-hour films or something like. You turn it into a TV you know. series, Ben. Well, you do. That's yeah, what I'm do. saying. That's yeah, what well, I'm saying. That was that, the only Matt. way to so do it, and they didn't shut do it. up and enjoy it. Huh? They didn't because do it. it's awful. It's really bad. It's not really they're bad. Yeah, they're not really bad. Very they're really bad. Successful as a result of it being they're, quite good. They're <laughs> not as good as they could have been, but they're not. When they did it, the like oh, no, this is really boring. But basically, like when they started doing it, television, they it could you couldn't make that kind of television series. Mm. Like, no, that's no, what I'm saying. It was a shame. Of, it's a shame. I wish it had been around. They with have. Game of Thrones and things like that, you can, it, it, you know, it's it's provable. Like Game of Thrones is the definition of a, a long form movie. Yeah. Um, like have any of you seen the play? Have you no, any of you seen? No, uh, no, I've not a chance. No. But I have been to Orlando's um, uh, Universal yes. Resort, and I have been to the town of Hogsmeade. And I tell you, if Matthew had been there, all of the coldness in his heart would have melted away. You're missing the point here. I like the books. Yeah, this is just disappointment that comes from Matthew. It's the death of his heart (laughs) that we're hearing speak, as with everything. You need to visit Wizard. Yes, I'm saying that the. That the films have trodden all over something I held dear. Yeah, you're saying, but that's not the film's fault. It's you becoming an adult, and that's what you've got to get used to. You've just got a road of disappointment ahead of you, Matthew. Uh, Good night, everybody. Um. Final point is um, that I've forgotten now. But Mel, Mel, did you miss the West Wing first time round because you were still oh. a registered Republican? Jamie, I know you want to go. Um, now, <laughs> was it because you were a Republican that you didn't watch the West <sighs> Wing? No, I feel like there was a conflict at the time or okay, something. Fine. I don't know. Well, watch it. Um, Jamie, how are you doing? Don't tell me. What ready to go. <laughs> ready, ready to go. <laughs> It's on my list, I promise. It is on my list. Good, good, good. People that I respect other than you have said that. There's Matt Salador. It means it's time to go. (laughs) And... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I thought I'd muted my mic. He needs to let the footman out of the cellar for the evening. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Bye. 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 Oh, and how good was Jack in the field? Now that was good. That was excellent. I really like that. We need somebody outside on every podcast. <laughs>
stood next to a river and there's some ducks going past in that. Uh, big black clouds above me. It's about to absolutely piss it down. I can just... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. See a tiny bit of sun just in the horizon. 